A recent CarMax survey shows that more than half of all car owners say their next car will be an EV or a hybrid. I'm Robert Colangelo, and this is GreenSense, where we cover eco-innovations like the latest fuel-efficient emission-reducing cars. We're joined by Consumer Guide Automotive publisher Tom Appel for our green road test and our green car news. Tom, welcome back to GreenSense. Thanks for having me. Well, I'm excited today. We have two cars to road test and we've got some updates on our uh, green uh, automotive news. So why don't we just jump right into the road test? And uh, we have two different hybrids, uh, one the Hyundai Santa Fe SUV hybrid and the Jeep Wrangler plug-in hybrid, both uh, very different. So I thought maybe we'd start out with the Hyundai Santa Fe. Uh, it's one of the most fuel efficient versions of the company's popular SUV crossover. In my opinion, this is larger than most typical compact crossovers, very competitively priced with an MSP, MSRP starting around 33000 I really enjoyed this car. It, uh, uh, Hyundai's made great advancements in quality, reliability. It had an upscale interior that was roomy, great ride. It was quiet. Uh, it had a uh, combined gas and electric uh, uh, fuel uh, mileage around 32 to 35 range. I like the interior. I like the control systems and the push button to engage the park uh, drive neutral and reverse. So uh, let's let's get your opinion. And if we can start out, why don't you take us under the hood and tell us about the engine and the drivetrain? Yeah, this is a surprisingly small gasoline engine, 1.6 liters, which sounds like the kind of engine you might find in a subcompact car, but supplemented by uh, an electric motor, as and that's how hybrids work. Uh, it actually cranks out 226 horsepower, which is a fairly middling amount for a mid-sized crossover. But more importantly, there's all sorts of torque, and that's what you get from an electric motor. The trick for manufacturers to apply that torque evenly as the gas is matching the output of the gasoline engine. And it, it works so well in this Hyundai. The power delivery is smooth. It's refined. This feels more like a premium powertrain in that it, the power is more than you'd expect. Uh, and the fuel economy is fantastic. At Consumer Guide Testing, we saw 34 and a half MPG and fairly regular driving. Yeah, I was impressed, Tom. That thing was so smooth. The regenerative braking was great. The acceleration uh, was smooth. You couldn't tell when it was electric or, or, or gas, right. which is really the way you want a hybrid to be. And it was filled with a ton of safety features. Uh, maybe you could give us a highlight of those. Yeah, the, what, what, what are now referred to as ADAS or Advanced Driver Assistance Systems are now coming into their own and basically standard on a lot of vehicles, especially when you move into something like the Santa Fe, which is mildly hybrid in the trim level that we drove. I'm sorry, mildly uh, upscale. Uh, but it's got the, the obstacle detection up front. It's got the rear cross path alert. It's got backup cameras. Uh, but it's got very effective and very unobtrusive uh, blind spot alert and lane departure systems, which I really appreciate. I think those are probably the most useful things in routine driving. And if they don't irritate you, <laughs> they're great systems. Yeah, I, I don't like the way it takes control of that steering wheel when you uh, cross lanes or, right. uh, you know, do, do a normal maneuver. But, you know, they're, they're good safety features. Um, how about the interior and the exterior? Any highlights there you want to share? Justin, I'm impressed. We drove the limited version of this vehicle. And, and, there's also a uh, new for 2021, uh, an upscale, uh, I'm sorry, calligraphy version. Uh, and I can't believe Hyundai interiors these days. These are upscale, legitimately upscale vehicles, 
that really give true premium vehicles a run for their money. Couldn't be more impressed. But, but one of the big things that I thought was, was perhaps most noteworthy was how quiet the cabin was. And I think that that is a true sign of a, of a legit vehicle being, being upscale. Very quiet in operation. You don't hear the engine. You don't hear wind or road noise. Just a very nice place to be, even on the highway. And I agree. I would put this up at the quality of a Lexus. I was, I was just shocked at how well-appointed the interior was how all the controls were in the right spot, the seats were comfortable, and, and was very quiet on the road. Uh, in closing, any unique uh, features here you'd like to highlight? Um, there aren't too many. Uh, this vehicle isn't unique in size in that. It's kind of a large, compact, or small, mid-sized car. And in that segment, there aren't a lot of hybrids yet. So it is unique in that offering. There is the RAV4. CRV is much smaller. Uh, and much more expensive. There isn't a Ford Explorer or Toyota Highlander hybrid. So there's an interesting niche here that Hyundai owns to itself, which is more or less affordable upscale, lower mid-size hybrid crossover. And it's well worth a look. Wow. Can you get more stratified in a marketplace? <laughs> if you're going to own a niche, it's good to own one somewhere, right? Uh, uh, but like you said, for the price, you, you really can't go wrong for the mileage that you get on this. I, I really enjoyed it. And to me, this was a sleeper. Let's move on to the Jeep Wrangler uh, Unlimited Sahara 4XE plug-in hybrid. Um, I got to first start out. What does unlimited mean? I've heard of limited, but not unlimited. <laughs> uh, in the case of Jeep, unlimited is the four-door version of the Wrangler. And why unlimited? Why not limited? I don't know. Unlimited was originally a very long version of the two-door, and it has just evolved to be the four-door. And I don't know that people know this, but the four-door wildly outsells the two-door. We think of the two-door Jeep Wrangler as the iconic thing that goes way back in history. Really not selling that well. It's, it's, I think it's 70, 80% four-door these days. Yeah, this is really a nice car. Uh, the one I drove was Firecracker Red with 20-inch wheels and, uh, and, and black, black rims and, and great tires. Um, what was a little bit of an ouch was the sticker price. The MSRP was 56,380, uh, which, uh, uh, the way this was appointed didn't seem much, but that's a, that's a high entry part point. And as we've talked before, uh, Jeep has such a cult following. And with this car, I could see why this was fun to drive. It handles well, it looks fantastic. And the trim level gives the uh, interior that luxury look. And it has for a Jeep, a semi-quiet ride. Uh, the doors are really solid. Um, I, I was impressed. A lot of those things that I'd seen in past Jeeps, uh, you know, where, where little things inside would break, I think they've uh, really improved their quality on this. Uh, yeah, and they, and they needed to. There were, <laughs> there were some quality issues there. You mentioned the doors, which is interesting because doors are always an issue on the Wrangler. Manu the, the manufacturer, Stellantis or Jeep, needs to to build into the door a certain amount of rigidness and and it's difficult because the doors are removable which is a hard thing to engineer but they seem to have done it yeah they're very solid when you shut those you 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 feel like uh there, there's some substance behind those so so the thing i don't understand tom and i never will uh is why i, I just don't get the economics of a plug-in hybrid that gets around 20 miles to the charge so uh, let's start out with uh, going under the hood. Tell us about the engine and the drivetrain and this plug-in hybrid. Yeah, and you're raising a wonderful point. This is a two-liter turbocharged four-cylinder engine that is available elsewhere in the Jeep lineup, in the Wrangler lineup. So you can just get this engine, but it's a plug-in hybrid. So there is 
uh, an electric motor and a battery added to this that gets you 17 uh, miles of range, I'm sorry, 21 miles of range if you plug the vehicle in. And plug it in becomes essential because as you noted, fuel economy is relatively low if you don't. Part of the problem is that this is not a light vehicle anyway and the battery pack is adding a lot of weight. This vehicle comes to 5,100 pounds. So if you purchase this vehicle, and you're serious about trying to obtain the best fuel economy, you absolutely want to plug it in because 20, 20 miles per gallon, or yeah, 20 MPG just doesn't work. You can do better mileage without the hybrid. So I have a question, Tom. Is the, uh, is the plug-in hybrid more for off-road power where you get direct torque, say you're climbing a hill and you're four-wheeling, or is it really for better gas mileage? That's a great that's a great question, Robert. Um, there are three drive modes on this vehicle. One is hybrid or just standard operation. One is electric, and then one of them is e-save. And, and the e-save mode is, is basically to use this vehicle without the electric motor to conserve that electricity for when you might want it, primarily for off-road use. And an electric motor is wonderful off-road because you have this instant controllable torque. And, and anyone who's gone off-roading knows that throttle control is essential. So much easier in an electric vehicle. Yeah, because that's the only thing I could sort of make sense out of that because it just, I don't know why they wouldn't put 30 or 40 or 50 miles to the plug-in charge. You know, 21 just doesn't seem worth the effort to pull the cord out and plug it in. <laughs> yeah, you absolutely... If you drive this vehicle every day, you have to plug it every day because yeah, you're going to be using most of that 21 probably. Yep. So let's hit the interior, exterior. Any any uh, highlights there? Still looks and feels like a Jeep. If you're a big guy like me, you still think it's a little bit narrow, but that's sort of a, uh, a key factor in an off-road vehicle like this because you want to be able to lean out the window and look at the front wheel. So narrow off-roaders kind of makes sense, kind of a hassle for a big guy like me. I think the interior has become much more upscale since the last generation of this vehicle. It still looks and feels like an off-road vehicle and certain elements of the, of the footwell and, 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 and the back are designed to actually hose out. So they're not gonna look as upscale as they might. Uh, what about safety features? The typical load, uh, and, and nicely, as we talked about with the Santa Fe, most of that stuff is now standard. And I think we're going to see that as we move forward. And any uh, performance uh, features you didn't mention earlier? Uh, only that the torque, and this is funny, this year uh, they, they launched the, Jeep launched the electric version of the Wrangler and a robust Rubicon with a 392 cubic inch V8. Uh, so they covered both ends of the scale there. But what's nice about this is it actually, the, the 4xe, the hybrid version, develops as much torque as that giant gasoline V8 version. Well, that's amazing. Well, I'll tell you that Bronco is going to give the Jeep real competition, so they, they have to step up their game. Um, anything unique on this that we haven't covered? Um, I don't think so. Uh, it, it's interesting to see this um, as for Jeep to make this move now, you think that they might've just held off until it was time to go pure electric. On the other hand, they needed to make news this year because as you mentioned, the Bronco is really serious competition for this right now. So this gives them some airtime. Well, uh, one thing I didn't mention, I like the way the, uh, the top pops off over the driver and passenger side and, and folds easily in the back and you could take the back, uh, top off uh but that takes a, a little work you'll have to unbolt yeah. it and you'll need at least two people but if you really want a fun open car uh and as you said you could take the doors off too so it gives you a lot of flexibility there but in general lots of fun to drive i just thought the price point was a little high um and the uh the charge just 
it wasn't worth the squeeze uh, for for 21 miles. <laughs> so, but uh, I come uh, kudos for uh, Jeep for changing things up. Yeah, it's nice to see this kind of engineering coming from Jeep. And if you remember to charge it every day, I guess this can make some sense for you. Yep. All right, let's move on to our green automotive news. And the first thing we wanted to cover was uh, Sony announced an electric car uh, over a year ago, and they don't know what to do with it yet. Uh, It looks pretty fascinating. And I'm amazed that Sony, you don't think of them as a car company. You know, they're an electronics company, but they're getting into the electric car business. Thoughts on that? Yeah, and I'm really skeptical. We've seen that Waymo and, and Apple have tried to have gone through the early stages of building a car and backed away because it is, as we learned from Tesla, very, very hard to build a car. Yes. <laughs> and it's very hard to just come into this industry and say you're going to build a car and not, I don't think anyone understands that just the logistics and the legal compliance and everything else that's involved in building a car. And it's, it's an astonishing amount of stuff. And it's why we don't see too many new companies. Well, I saw an interview on YouTube with uh, Elon Musk, and he said, it's very easy to build that prototype, but to build that factory to build the car, <laughs> that's the challenge. Tom, it's always a pleasure to have you on. Hope you have a wonderful week, and I'll look forward to talking to you uh, soon. Looking forward to it. That's Consumer God Automotive publisher, Tom Appel. He also has his own podcast called Car Step. Check all of it out at consumerguide.com. This is Robert Colangelo, and you're listening to Green Sense. Subscribe to our podcast at greensensefarms.com and listen to the Green Sense Minute on Thursdays and Saturdays on News Radio 1059 WBBM Chicago.